Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Welcome to our episode about creating sacred spaces. And I am so excited because once you start doing energy work and making your house a sacred space, you realize, oh my goodness, things are not as they should be. And your crystals are like, I don't want to be here anymore. Put me here. So I'm going to start off with crystals. I have them everywhere, anywhere. I have crystals uh, in this beautiful bowl on the back of my toilet. I didn't realize that I had picked up so many from when we went to Eureka Springs. I was thought I was going to keep three that we had picked up and somehow they have multiplied. I swear they're having babies on me because I had three. Now there's like six or they're <laughs> somehow. I feel my crystals must do that too. I'm like, how did I possibly end up with this many crystals? <laughs> yeah. And it's, they're white clear quartz crystals. And I remember having three in my pocket after I did the placement around my village when we went on a walk and they said, you need to put us for energetic points to clear energy around here. And then, so I put three in the bowl and now there's like six. I have a, this beautiful salt lamp that is, it probably weighs about 10 pounds. It's this big circular moon, but it has striations. So it actually looks like the super dark po- part is the moon. So I like to have it a certain way. So when I'm sitting, I can look at it and I can look at my crystals. I also have my bell that I like to ring to bring in Tartarian energy. And there's just so much you can do. So I hope that we don't take too much time giving you these little tips and tricks of the things that you can do to make your space sacred. I love that there are so many options for sacred spaces because sacred space is any place you want. It could be maybe your sacred space is your bedroom. Maybe it's a special room in your house or a special little nook that you have set up with an altar or something. Sacred space is what you make it. It's all about the intent. Yes, there's a physicality to it because it's a space. My sacred space, I've got an office where I do all my energy work. It's so special. Anybody that we have come to the house and we give them a little tour if they haven't been here before and they come into the room, they go, wow, this is a cool room. Like they can feel the energy of it. And some of the things that I've done at my sacred space, of course, I've got my crystals. So my desk is, you know, kind of littered with crystals, but I have other things that are special to me. So, you know, I've got a little goddess Bastet bronze statue. I've got a really big, what the heck is that thing called? Dream catcher. <laughs> Sometimes when you're channeling, you just lose all the words. You said big thing. I thought, is it a gong? (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the only thing I'm missing. You know, I've got my singing bowls. I've got these cute little twinkle lights on the wall that if I do happen to have somebody come in person, then it's kind of like a, 
it gives me like little fairy lights is what I like to feel. So your sacred space can have anything in it that's important to you because really what it's doing is it's bringing in that energy and enlightening the space and you end up matching the energy. Like I come in here and I just feel better. <laughs> it's a great space. Now, even though I've got it all set up, I still come in and clear the space before I do any work. So we're kind of taking talking today about creating those sacred spaces and clearing them because before you create a sacred space, you want to come in and clear it. We've talked about this in past episodes. It might be singing bowls that you clear it with, sage, palo santo, and of course your intention, your intention to clear it because all of these are just tools and without the intention, then they're just objects. Just wanted to share a little bit of what I have in my room because it can be lots of different things. And I know that I've had some people say, well, would you ever come to my house to do a session? And I say no, because I've got the power of my sacred space. And when I work energetically through online platforms to deliver the healing with my client, it amplifies the work that is being done because I'm in my sacred space. Yes, I could take some crystals with me to, you know, if I was traveling and wanted to do a session, not saying that that wouldn't be powerful, but it just is that much more powerful because I'm in my own sacred space. And these sacred spaces that we're making are our energy plus. So I know that in my sacred space, I have so much selenite. Sometimes I feel like I'm lifting off and my guides are telling me, you that your sacred space doesn't have to be, you know, since we are energy practitioners, we do have sacred spaces. But they said, you know what? They've been telling me, your house is your sacred space. You need to make each room more sacred. So I always take my plants outside. And as I'm bringing them in, I'm talking to my plant. And one was telling me, well, I want to be by your sink since you now have a new kitchen. That's my place. So I put her on top of my sink area. And then I had this cute little shelf that a friend gifted me because she stays with us. And I have been wanting to put more plants in my room, but there's really not a safe place, especially when you have cats. But then I realized, oh my goodness, this shelf, I thought it was at an incline. It has a smooth, hard top. So I put two of my plants in there and I just have to remember to open up the curtains since it is, uh, I do have those blackout curtains since I like to sleep in a little bit later. <laughs> With the my crystals in my bathroom set, they, they really like the bowl that I chose and they're kind of an antique. They don't make them anymore. And they're like, well, you need to get more of us because your other crystals want that special treatment too. And I was just like, well, that's all fine and good, but you got to make sure that you set up the timeline so I can run into you because these things aren't easily found anymore. And I know if you, I'm not a garage sailor. I know there's some people who live by garage sales, but it, that's just not me. But I will be checking out the uh, secondhand used stores. And when you do bring these things in to your house, make sure you clear them and cut all cords because a lot of times they are going to have energy from those who previously own them. And you don't want to like be picking up on, you know, grief, anger, the negative emotions, or have an energetic cord connected to them and have that attached to you and have you take on whatever karma that they had. So make sure when you get things, either you leave it outside to clear, depending on what it is, some things you cannot and th some things you can like uh, glass bowls or ceramic. But I do have picked up at Eureka. Remember at the beach, there was those huge shells. I picked up one 
that was perfect. And that is also in my bathroom because she wanted nice. to go there. So and I put this big round crystal, which I fingers crossed that my cats leave it alone. I love my cats, but they love playing with crystals. So you also have animals who also put crystals where they think they need to go. At- <laughs> Especially cats. Yes, they can be very creative. My little kitten, she wants to come in here. And of course, my fairy lights that I have hanging on my wall are right over top of my massage table. So of course, she can jump up on the massage table. And she's like playing the lights. Ding, ding, ding. She thinks they're pretty cute, but tries to come near my desk where I've got little crystals. I just politely put her back down so she gets the message. But yes, you have to be careful about that. It's an important thing that you said, Dawn, about clearing the things that you're bringing into your home. Because even when we buy crystals at a store, we've talked about this in past episodes, you have to cleanse them, whether you're saging them, you know, if crystals can be run underwater, sound will have a big effect on clearing objects that can't be cleansed through water. So whether you have like bells or singing bowls, those can help clear those types of objects, like whether it's books or maybe you have oracle cards, whatever the case might be. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back to season one and find that episode to listen to. But one of the things that I wanted to bring up, one of the services I deliver is house clearing. And house clearing is so important because when we buy a house, somebody else was living there, other people have looked at the house, everybody that steps foot on that property and has been within the house or within the space is leaving an energetic footprint, if you will. Think of it like little energy dust bunnies that have been left behind that could be hiding in a corner. And maybe they have entities or negative energies or whatever that they come into the space with. They could be leaving a piece of that behind. And we don't want to come into a new house or new to us. It's kind of like, would you want to move into a new house and have the old bed left behind with their sheets and then hop into bed? Uh, No, you wouldn't. That would be disgusting. So you want to go through your house and cleanse it, open your windows if you're comfortable saging, going around the house, making sure that you're putting in the intent. If you at all feel like there's any darker energies or things that don't feel good in the house, you can certainly reach out to me. I'd love to do a house clearing for you. Or even if you're selling a house, sometimes when we sell the house, it's got our energy and it doesn't want us to leave. So you may want to do a house clearing in order to be able to help sell the house. So those are just a couple of examples. You can find my website through our embracespiritual.com website. One example of a house clearing that I did for a friend who is now a practitioner is her mother's house, which had years and years of stuff in it. And she remembers supernatural events happening there when she was a child. So she knew there were some things going on. And so she wanted to do a clearing on the house. And it's amazing what you find. And it's not that you've done anything wrong in the house. It's just the house retains the memory of that energy. And the land does as well. And the surrounding land could be influencing your house as well. So our house as an example, where we live on a big lake and our house was impacted by things that happened on the land centuries ago. And that's what happens. We don't have that history necessarily, but that history could be influencing our sacred space. Because we think of our house too as a sacred space. It could be one room, but really we should be treating our entire house as a sacred space. Beautiful. 
And I've had my house, we have a double, so we live on the lower and the upper was recently cleared out. And I've, so I've had two house clearings. I didn't feel comfortable going in with my tenants there. Once they left, I scheduled another house clearing. And let me tell you, the things that the first house clearing was mind blowing. The things that we, the curses on the land, the souls that had been tied to our property because it was the oldest house in the area was mind blowing. And then the second one, it was like a delayering. We went back super, super far. We went back to the Victorian age. And then it was a criminal organization that was going on that was tied to the house. And it was mind blowing, just the energies, you know. So we started at the top, which we could not touch last time. And the clearing there, negative energies, and then the practitioner that did it said that our land is a, how did she put it? It takes a lot of the energy from the area and is trying to clear it. So we recently had a tree out front that split. Usually it happens when it is weak. So I was wondering if it was an energetic weakness because it was, you know, the land was trying to do so much since it had, you know, the house had been here for so long and the tree was just overwhelmed and with all this extra energy that, that it just kind of split apart. So we are trying to heal that tree physically and energetically because there's only so much you can do energetically. And if it, it had split and was getting water in and we get negative Januaries, so the water gets in, it freezes and it starts splitting the tree and it had a definite gouge in it. And it's a beautiful tree. It's a maple. I didn't want to lose her. So, you know, we knew something was wrong, but we couldn't see it. And when we started seeing the evidence of what was truly happening, we're took the next step. So we're hoping that she comes back next year. Everything is uh, turning beautiful fall colors here. And hopefully I'll let you know next year if she makes it or not. When you heal your area, you start affecting the areas around you. I have a dragon that is the historian and he's just been writing a lot that's been going on that lives near me. He won't tell a lot because he's like, I don't want to reinforce the timelines that have happened. But he's like, yes, a lot of dark things have happened here. And I'm glad that I'm rewriting it to heal it. Yeah, there's just so much beautiful things that you can do. Michelle is wonderful with her clearings and I highly recommend her. Oh, thanks. <laughs> the One of the things that I wanted to bring up, so, you know, I talked about my sacred space being my workspace, but the bedroom that you sleep in created as a sacred space. You're there, a third of your day is spent in your bedroom and it would benefit you greatly by doing a little clearing in your space, walk around like what intent do you want? If you feel any negative energy, you know, let's get that removed from your space and bring in some crystals, bring in some plants. My cat will destroy plants, so I wouldn't have plants in my bedroom. But, you know, you could bring in plants, some good crystals that would really be good for your bedroom for sleeping. Amethyst is a huge one that is very purifying for your aura and it helps bring in that healing energy into your dreams. We talked about that in our dream episode, promoting that deep sleep. So if nothing else, put amethyst beside your bed, under in your pillowcase so that you're sleeping on it, whatever works best for you. Moonstone, hey, moon stone, you're sleeping night, right? Kind of makes sense. And it'll help reduce that emotional tension. Any quartz, if you put clear quartz with any of these crystals, it'll help amplify the effects of those crystals. Howlite is not a very common one, 
It's kind of a cool design, but it's got a really soothing energy to alleviate that stress and helps with insomnia. So many people have insomnia where they're not getting to sleep till one, two in the morning, and they might fall asleep for a little bit and then they're up again. So maybe Howlite is something that you should be using. And in that case, I would probably put it under your pillow so that you're accessing the energy of that by sleeping on it. Make your space sacred. Have some fun things in there that just uplift you and and make you feel good when you wake up in the morning. Rose quartz. Bring some love into your bedroom. Maybe you don't have that. Maybe you don't have a partner right now. Put some intention. Have some rose quartz in your bedroom with the intention of attracting that love and really what you deserve. Those are just a few things that you can put in your bedroom. But Make it look nice. Yes, we're sleeping there, but have it feel good when you wake up, when you go in to sleep at night. Maybe it's just a fresh comforter. Maybe you need a different comforter that's mine has a, a cute little elephant on it, you know, and it's kind of got light colors so that it's kind of cool. I'm sleeping with an elephant at night, as an example. So I would say for sure, make your bedroom a sacred space. Gonna piggyback off your crystals. I have, since I know I do a lot of nighttime energy work, I have the darker crystals like black tourmaline. I've got some black obsidian to help clear the negative energy for when we go into the dream time. And then I also recommend moldavite. If you have entities, you will know. And I sleep next to my moldavite and I don't believe I have have any entities anymore because I sleep pretty darn well. But those are definitely clearers or will alert you if there is something going on. Oh, and I, I always like to look at, so earth, wind, fire, water. I do have a, not soapstone, it's like a salt tea light, I guess you could say, because it's I'm like, it's a salt lamp, but that's not a salt lamp. <laughs> salt light um, that I have next to my bed and I light a fire before I go to sleep and setting my intentions for the evening. But I also have for sound, I have this beautiful rainbow Merkaba that I hit right before I go to bed. And I just hit it three times kind of to clear the energy before I go to sleep. I want one. <laughs> that sounds I awesome. We'll send you the link. My friend has a clear one and she's so cute because she doesn't know how glass works and you could actually add metals into glass. So it's rainbow. You add titanium, which makes it rainbow colored. And she thought it was actually metal. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, it's titanium because that's the color that they use to color it with. And she's yeah. like, oh, I'm like, it's still breakable. I'm like, you can't drop this and it will not survive. <laughs> but yeah, that would be great. And I can actually throw that link up on our website under our bonus content. You know, I like the Merkaba because I love uh, Archangel Metatron. And I know that he is always right there when I need him. And I know that his twin flame is Archangel Jaffiel. So I know that they're both there when I'm hitting it. When we were talking about that, I also saw, have you seen those uh, wind chimes that are um, elongated that kind of like are bells? You could like have one of those along your wall. Oh, yeah. There are just so many options. You don't have to have like a typical wind chime. There are so many beautiful things that are available for you. I used to have this beautiful, not a waterfall, but it was this round bowl 
that uh, had these bells, but it never rung properly. So I ended up donating it and I'm looking for a water fountain as a water feature in my house. But the closest thing that I have are animal bowls <laughs> with water around. So I really do try to incorporate all four elements in every room. I'm trying to put plants in, but my daughter unfortunately keeps uh, forgetting to water her. So if you do have a room that you're not in quite often, try to go with, I think it's Hawthorne not hawthorn. It's these little green succulents that the less you water them, the more they grow. I have them in my studio space and they are so not taken care of, but they are having babies left and right. And I never water them. Like I give them a spritz every two months and they are happy. So whatever's happening here, you know, get something that meets the area. And I know energetically, if you have a Wi-Fi, snake plants are really good for that. And if you look up radiation clearing plants, there's, I think, at least 12 for, I try to have more plants near my Wi-Fi to clear that energy. I have shungite near every appliance like that. So our Wi-Fi, there's shungite to help with the EMF near TVs. Speaking of TVs, TVs in the bedroom, I have one but I don't keep it plugged in. So it's not plugged in. And the reason why TVs aren't good for a bedroom, the reflective surface can be used negatively from entities to access your space. So definitely keep it unplugged because as we know, electronics are a way that things we can't see can gain energy. So we keep our TV unplugged. Another thing you can do is drape a cloth over top when you're not using your TV. So just even something lightweight doesn't have to be something heavy. So that's another key. One of the other things I didn't mention that I have in my bedroom, I have these beautiful selenite lamps. So they got the little bulb underneath. They're similar to the Himalayan salt lamps where they have the bulb underneath. But I really like the selenite to sleep beside. I used to have Himalayan one, but I've switched it and it's enough light that I could read in bed. So I don't need a typical uh, lamp to read with. It's enough light that I can read with it. And speaking of Himalayan salt lamps, they are really, really good for helping neutralize the ions in your air. So they will do that. We've got a really beautiful one that we have in our living room. And we do turn it off at night because it actually glows quite a bit. Flip it on in the morning. And we actually notice when we haven't turned it on, we can feel that the energy feels different in the house when it hasn't been turned on right away in the morning. So I have salt lamps. My husband has one where he has his office in the spare bedroom. I've got three. I've got one selenite, two Himalayan salt lamps in my workspace just to help. They're kind of on different parts of the room, but you can have them in as many rooms as you want. They're, they are really good for kids' bedrooms. You know, lots of kids nowadays want want to have these LED lights around the room. Throw in a Himalayan salt lamp. It's, gonna, it's healthy for them. It's going to give them a good energy to go to sleep with. Those little things will just help the sacred spaces. We've actually got, we bought a really big amethyst piece that we have on the other side of our fireplace. So we've got the Himalayan salt lamp on one side and the amethyst on another so that when we light the fire, we've got these bookends of really powerful crystals that just send that energy throughout our entire space. It's really cool. Wow. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> yes, you need a road trip. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. And I do have a selenite lamp as well in my 
eldest bedroom, but we don't go in there often. So that it needs a light bulb change, but it's heavy. Like those, they get heavy. I, ours are a two person change the light bulb. They look light, but the real ones, they, which is good. Cause then you know that it's not a fake. I know there's a lot of companies that are making fake ones, which I think is sad. Having plants, crystals, lights are good. Even like the little fairy lights that is ener- drawing energy in as well. And this also can apply to outside spaces. When you have crystals like amethyst, rose quartz, sun will affect them and it will turn them white. So you want to make sure that they are in a shady part of the house. I have a very dark, rich amethyst and I keep it away from the window to make sure it doesn't lose its beautiful color. That's a really good tip. I didn't even know that mine just happened to not be in sun. So I haven't accidentally discovered that, but that's really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, when I sent you that Instagram picture of that beautiful, it looked like a pool of dark amethyst, I thought I would love to have it outside, but you can't because the sun would just make it white so quickly. For doing water in the bedroom, I do have laminar, which is an ocean crystal. And I do sleep with it underneath my pillow since I know that water is extremely healing. So I do connect with that. So if you can't do water or fountains. You can also have like crystals that have a tendency to be more water-based to balance that energy out. But these are just suggestions. I just know for me, I need to have earth, wind, fire, water as a balance. You know, my crystals are saying you need more of us and we want friends. So I'm going to be doing a lot more crystal shopping in the future. (laughs) I think it's just a standing like you know, your grocery shopping list. I always have a list of, oh yeah, I don't think I have that crystal. So I have a separate note in my phone of crystals when I'm out shopping that, hey, I could stop and look for that. And there's so many, and I swear they're discovering more every day because I'm just like, I never heard of that one. And I have, you know, one of those crystal books that has like hundreds of crystals. And I also took a geology class and I have the, you know, the guide to identifying crystals in the field, you know, especially when you get combinations, some crystals do combine with others. So you might have pyrite with quartz or pyrite with something else. And you don't know, especially when they're in their form, like, what is this? I did pick up some stuff from Mount Shasta and I think it's tourmaline. Were you, did you go on the walks with us? We brought some back to the house. It looks like- Yeah, I didn't go on that walk. No, I didn't see those. But there was tons of rock on this road where you could just pick up, they were very large. So- rock hounding too is a wonderful thing. Start looking at the ground when you're walking. Waterbeds, even the rocks structures will have quartz and stuff. You never know where you'll find something. If it's divine timing, you'll find it. And those are great examples of sacred items. So we're talking about sacred spaces, but those are sacred items that are part of Mother Earth, ask permission in your mind, is it okay that I take this? And you'll get a yes, no answer. But those sacred items, whether it's a shell from the ocean, those are really, really cool to bring into your space and just honor them because they've been a gift from from Mother Gaia and cherish those. One of the things that I wanted to add into this episode is You know, if you're in a smaller space, whether you're in an apartment, we've been talking about houses, but even in an apartment, you could create, maybe it's just like a little altar. Maybe you have a small little table that you could put, you know, a nice cloth on and put some sacred items. Maybe you've got some seashells 
that you went on a trip, or maybe it's something from a loved one, but put a few sacred items on that altar. It's going to make you feel good bringing those, anything that gives you a feeling of you know peace or love, inspiration. That's what you want to have on your altar. As Dawn said, bring in the earth and the water. You can have a candle. If you can have a real candle, great. If not, there's lots of the flameless candles so that it's safe. I know a lot of times in apartments, you're not supposed to have candles and have some some live flowers or a little succulent. I think that's a great idea with those little succulents. They're cute in their own little pot. You know, maybe you want, maybe you've got mala beads or you know an oracle card i've seen a lot of people pull an oracle card and add it to their altar so or maybe a photo of like a loved one or something different ideas that you can have this small little sacred space within your apartment or wherever you live and that way every time you see it it's invoking those feelings of love and peace And that's really what sacred space is about. Sacred space is about creating an energy within that space of love. We talk a lot about being in your heart space and these things ultimately bring you into that heart space. So if you can have it, little things in every room in my bathrooms, under the mirrors, I have different crystals. I have carnelian, I've got tourmaline. I can't even remember what I have because I think I have some different ones depending on the bathroom. So even in the corner in the kitchen, because there's some appliances in one corner of my kitchen. So I've got some shungite and a couple different crystals back in that corner. So they can be anywhere. Just bring it in with love and intent into your space. And you were mentioning things that we find in nature, little tiny acorns or pine cones too, are something that is not huge and not something that cats can play with. When we went to California, I can't remember if it was at the Redwood Forest or when we were walking on that path, I think it was on the path, there was these teeny tiny little pine cones. And they said, you have to bring me home because you're going to do something with me. I have not done anything with them. But when my crystals were talking to me and saying, oh, you need more of this and you need to add the pine cones to not the bathroom because it's a little too damp and I'm, I don't want to uh, get have them get moldy. But they said, anywhere else in the house, you can have this you know sacred area and please add them because they've been locked in this little box since I don't want my cats to play with. Yeah, we still have to live in in our world of pets and everything. So it has to be practical at the end of the day. True, I know. And cats, I love them, but they brought my jade plant in and they're just like, let me take care of this for you. (laughs) Knocking the um, leaves off. (laughs) Oh, man. Endless source of entertainment are pets. Yes. They don't agree with something that you've done. They will let you know and they'd be like, nope, this is not good for uh, what you're trying to create. So, you know, sometimes they know more than us. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Create a sacred space for your pet as well. Somewhere that is their own area, endless possibilities, folks. Sky's the limit. Do what you feel in your heart is right. And in the end, you're just benefiting yourself and your loved ones and the people that join you in your sacred space. Join us next episode as we take a look beyond the veil and look past what we've been told is actually in front of us. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to embracespiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. 
infinite love and gratitude. Thank you for joining us.